0: Shuv Chaverim, Gemara discusses whether we're obligated to say Hallel on Purim, and the Gemara gives a number of answers. The Gemara says, "Kriyasa zuhi helela." Reading the Megillah is the Hallel. Somehow, by reading the story, the story itself is the Hallel, which means that every detail of the Megillah is important. Nothing was written just to give historical context. Nothing was written just to understand palace intrigue. Every detail was written for Persum Nisa. So let's just examine two little details of the Megillah that sometimes we gloss over, and we'll see these are Ikarim in the story. Number one, you know, it's interesting, you could look in the whole Torah, nowhere does it say a wife should listen to her husband. The whole Torah, nowhere. In Mishpatim, we talk about the obligation of a man to a wife. The only two guys busy to make sure the wives listen to the husband is Haman and Achashverosh. Just something to think about. The only place, it's like Purim Torah, you know. <laughs> Haman and Achashverosh, are very busy, that Vashti Memuchan says <laughs> to Achashverosh, Lo Melech L'Vadoya V'sah V'ashti Amaka, kol Hanashim. She's embarrassing everybody. L'havzos <laughs> Ba'aleihen Ba'ineihen. People are going to say, Achashverush called Vashti, and she didn't want to come. So we have to make a new rule. From now on, the woman speaks the language of the husband, the woman speaks the way the husband speaks. Why is this in the Megillah? All the Megillah should say is, Achashverush calls Vashti, Vashti doesn't listen, and Achashverush kills her. Why do I need to know the law of Haman, the law of Memuchan, that from now on, every woman has to listen to her husband? What's that have to do with the story? Not, it's interesting uh, legislation. But why is that part of the Megillah? Says Khatam Sofer, he says in the name of his Rebbe, the Hafla, this is one of the main miracles of Purim. That Memuchan made a Gezera, that every woman has to listen to the husband. Because a short while later, Ahasuerus is looking for a wife. And he hears about a beautiful girl, Esther. So he goes to Mordechai's house, Yeah, who's there? It's the officer of the king. We came to get Esther. Mordechai said, Esther, I don't know where she went. I don't know where she is. She doesn't listen to me. She's out. She's gallivanting. I don't know. You find her. Mordechai should have taken Esther and hit her and say, he doesn't know where she is. He couldn't do that. Because the law in the land was the woman listens to the man. And once that law was passed, Mordechai had no choice but to give over Esther, otherwise it would have been illegal. You know, until that law, Mordechai could have claimed, you know, she doesn't listen to me. That law ensured that Mordechai had to give over Esther to Achashverosh, and the rest is history. So that's a ported nikuda in the story. Khatam Sofer says even the first pasuk is a major part of the miracle. Da'hibi me'ach hamoleich mehodu viadkush sheva ve'esrim meyamadina. How much of the world did Achashveiros rule over? The Gemara says he's Malach Bekipa, he ruled over the whole world. Arba, Malach Bekipa. Four kings rule, ruled over the world. The first Pasuk of Megillah already allows us to breathe aside a sigh of relief. If Akashverosh ruled over 126 Medinot, then maybe he would have been successful. Because we know the Jewish people will always last, they'll always be Am Yisrael of Ahasuerus ruled over part of the world, 126 Medinot, maybe he'll be successful in destroying Lashman, Laro, Goliabed, whatever he rules over. But now that Ahasuerus rules over the whole world, then we know nothing's going to happen because there's a haftacha, there will always be a Klai Yisrael. So the biggest miracle of the Megillah is the first Pasuk. The miracle was God made Ahasuerus king of the world. Now, no gizeira on Klai Yisrael will ever be fulfilled because then there won't be a Klai Yisrael. So the biggest miracle is already expressed in the very beginning of Megillah.